0: Welcome to another night of Warrior Reads. As always, make sure that you've handled anything before bed, that the room is dark, and that you're in a comfortable position. Remember as you're listening, if you get excited by a story or interested, don't worry about it. Now is not the time for your mind to be racing. Now is the time for your mind to be resting. As always, we'll have copies of the recordings available on our website, as well as even the ability to order it should you want to in the morning. Now is the time for your reward for a good day lived, or a reminder to be a warrior tomorrow. I'll give you about five seconds to clear your head, and then we'll begin. Welcome warriors. Tonight, our selection is the Ancient Greek Myth of the Twelve labors of Hercules. Inspired by the Timeless Tales of Gods and Heroes by Edith Hamilton. Timeless Tales of Gods and Heroes by Edith Hamilton is a compendium of classic myths from the West. But tonight's story is taken from multiple sources and focuses on the original strong man. Ground zero for Western heroic mythology is the story of Hercules, and it all starts here. This is an ancient story of redemption and bravery. The myth of the most iconic hero of all Greek mythology, Hercules, set the bar for generations of warriors for thousands of years to come. Not only was it a great story to hear, but it explained many things about the natural world to the Greeks through the generations, and encouraged every warrior to fight the best fight they could, to redeem not only themselves, but the world around them. As always, you can read this book at any time in the future and it's worth the read. But now is your time to soak in the wisdom of our ancient forerunners and dive into a totally different world crafted by one of the greatest warrior heroes of all time. The day is done and a new one will begin, but as you let go of the day, invite rest into this moment as you glean wisdom and equip yourself for your next battle. So relax and enjoy. It was the days after the titans ruled, when the gods took over the earth. But had not yet cleared it of all of the chaos that the Titans had left strewn about its surface. Hercules, being the son of Zeus, was born with godlike strength. Using his seemingly infinite superhuman strength to overpower any would be authority figure, Hercules grew up as a rambunctious problem child and could not be tamed. He was cast out of his hometown and eventually found a peaceful life as a shepherd and started a family of his own. Until one night, his peaceful life had been upended with confusion and sorrow. As he came to from a spell of delusional madness and rage, he looked down in horror as he realized that he had committed the worst atrocity imaginable. He had murdered his own family. The mangled bodies of his wife and children and some of his cousins, nieces, and nephews laid about him in the fields of his village. As it turned out, the goddess Hera and the wife of Zeus hated Hercules for being the product of Zeus's infidelity with Hercules' mother. She had spent the years hating him and brooded over the insult of his life for too long and so that night she had cursed him with temporary madness, which caused him to commit that most heart-wrenching of acts. Consumed with grief, Hercules sought out the Oracle of Delphi, who told him that the Path of Atonement lay with the King Aristius of Tyrans, who was Hercules' cousin and hated him. Beyond that, Aristeus also worshipped the goddess Hera, and she saw him as one of her favorite followers. Aristeas already hated Hercules, and being a servant of Hera, he relished the opportunity to humiliate him, and saw his life falling apart as a gift, and knowing that he was able to lord it over him with authority made it even more sweet. Aristeus gave him ten impossible deeds to accomplish in order for him to attain the atonement that he sought. The path laid out by the oracle seemed cruel, but Hercules wasn't surprised that atonement for such a deed would not be easy. He was pitted against invincible monsters and told to do ridiculous and impossible tasks, that were all designed to humiliate, or better yet, kill Hercules. Unbeknownst to him, King Aristius had set the stage for a series of epic adventures that would be known for thousands of generations to come. This would be called the Twelve Labors of Hercules. The first task was to kill the Nemean Lion who kidnapped women and devoured men. Its golden hair was impermeable to arrows, but Hercules had cornered the beast and strangled it with his bare hands. He had no tool that was sharp enough to skin the animal. Until the goddess of war, Athena, appeared to him and suggested that he use one of his own claws. Hercules returned to the palace of Tiryns wearing the lion-hide on him. This frightened King Aristius so much that he initially hid, but then sent him on to his next task. The second task was to vanquish the Lanierian Hydra, a large and dangerous serpent that dwelled in a foul-smelling, diseased swamp. Hercules initially cut the head off the serpent, only to see two heads immediately grow back where the initial cut was made. The battle was considered a hopeless task, until the nephew of Hercules aided him by burning the neck of the Hydra and cauterizing the wounds after each cut. Their actions in tandem prevented its heads from regrowing. Aristius and Hera were furious when they heard the news of his success. And so Aristeus gave him his new task, begrudgedly. Instead of killing a beast, this time Hercules' next task was to catch one alive. The Cernian hind was an immortal golden deer that was impossible to capture, as it could dodge arrows and run faster than any man. Hercules tracked the animal for a year, seeing it evade his traps at every turn. He finally trapped it and brought it to the palace of Tiryns. For his next task, Hercules would travel to the mountainous land of Ariminthia and slay a monstrously large boar that ravaged and destroyed the farms of mountain villages. He chased the boar and trapped it into a snowbank, where he killed it brought it back to King Aristeas. For his next task, he would first need to visit King Aegeus, who had 3,000 immortal cattle. The marble stables where he kept his cattle had not been cleaned of dung for thirty years. Hercules saw that it would almost take an additional thirty years to clean the stables by hand, and wanted to find a faster route to remove the mountain of manure. So he thought for him and came up with an idea. Confident in his planning, he propositioned the king of Aegeus and said, I would clean all these stables in one day if you would give me 10% of your cattle. King Aegeus believed that this was such an absurd proposition that he agreed, expecting him to fail. Instead of cleaning the stone stables by hand, Hercules rerouted two nearby rivers by digging giant trenches to push the water through the stone stables, which had cleaned them spotless in one day. Hercules again rerouted the rivers and showed what he had done to King Aegeus. After seeing the results, King Aegeus went back on his word and refused to give him the cattle. It wasn't a total wash, as Hercules had saved time on the task. His next labor was to go to Crete, where he would encounter, yet again, another giant creature that was causing chaos in the community. This time, it was a monstrously large, yet beautiful bull. It was causing disturbances in the community. This one in particular had been the father of the Minotaur, Crete. The creature had ravaged the town folk and stampeded and gored countless numbers of men who had sought to subdue it. Hercules used his godlike strength to jump atop the bull, strangle it from behind. His next task was to kill the Symphalian birds which had attacked people and eaten them alive. He knew where the birds would roost at night, in the midst of an impenetrable swamp. On his way, Hercules encountered Athena, goddess of war, and used her magical rattles that thundered to frighten the birds awake, after which he shot them down with his arrows. For his next labor, he was to pay a visit to the mad king, Diomedes, who had trained his horses to devour human flesh. Diomedes would regularly throw his enemies and guests alike into the stables to watch them be devoured alive. Hercules had come to his palace and King Diomedes told his guards to throw him into the stables to be fed to the horses. However, Hercules defeated his guards and wrestled King Diomedes and threw him into his own stables where his horses feasted upon his flesh. After they had their fill, the horses were docile enough for Hercules to corral them and bind their mouths shut. His ninth labor was to retrieve the belt that belonged to Hippolyta, the queen of the Amazons. This was no easy task, as not only were the Amazons considered some of the world's fiercest warriors, but Hippolyta herself was a demigod, as her father was Ares, the god of war. He sailed to her land, prepared for battle but the queen was so impressed by him that she willingly gave him her belt. Hercules stayed for a while, finding camaraderie with the Amazons, but Hera herself had witnessed how this had occurred and would not stand for it. She appeared as an Amazon warrior herself and spread a rumor that Hercules had actually come to kidnap Hippolyta. When Hippolyta caught word of this, she charged with her warriors to kill Hercules, but he not only took out her band of warriors but slew Hippolyta as well. Hera was again furious that her plot was foiled yet again. For his tenth labor, Hercules had to steal magic red cattle from Jaren, a giant who had three heads and six legs. On his way, Hercules had to cross the Libyan desert, and he found himself so frustrated by the heat of the sun that he shot an arrow into it. The sun god Helios had seen Hercules' shot and was so impressed that he lent him his chariot to finish his quest. Equipped with the chariot of Helios, Hercules ran through the land, killing Jarian's warrior herdsmen and cutting off all three heads of the giant himself. Hercules brought the magic red cattle back to King Aristeas. When Hercules arrived at Aristeas' palace, he was told that two of his works did not count. You had the help of your nephew when killing the Hydra, so that did not count. And it was not you who cleaned the stables, it was the rivers. And still, you asked for payment? Embracing these terms, Hercules accepted the next two tasks, which would make twelve altogether. His eleventh task was to retrieve golden apples from the nymphs of Hesperides. He began by catching Poseidon, the god of water, strangled him till he agreed to tell him the location of the garden in which the apples grew. Once he arrived at the end of the earth, where the garden grew, he found the titan Atlas, who was responsible for holding up the sky above the earth. Atlas knew where the apples were and could retrieve them for him, but he was bound for all eternity to hold up the sky, otherwise it would crash down. Hercules said that he would take his place so that Atlas could go retrieve the apples. But Hercules had tricked him into trading places yet again and escaped with the apples. At this point, Oriseus is getting kind of nervous, and he decides to come up with something that is just absolutely impossible to do. His twelfth and final task was something that no mortal man had the capacity to accomplish. He was charged with descending into the underworld itself, the land of the dead, to retrieve Cerberus, the three-headed hound of Hades. To do this, he requested the help of Hermes, the messenger of the gods, and Athena, the goddess of war, to travel into the abyss of the underworld. Hades, the god of the dead, met Hercules and agreed to give him the three-headed dog. As long as Hercules could subdue the beast, without any of the weapons that he had brought with him. This was no normal hound. It was huge, monstrously large. But not only did it have three heads, it had whips for tails, and the venom of a snake. The battle with the beast was intense. Hercules suffered wounds from the bites, lashings from its serpent, whip-like tails, and poisoning from its venomous saliva. But Hercules' desire for redemption was strong. His spirit was still unbroken, and his courage so true that he managed to subdue Cerberus. He grabbed all three of the heads of the hound at the same time. When he returned to Tiryns and presented the hound to King Eurystheus, The king was again horrified and filled with fear. He finally declared his service complete. And finally, after twelve years of toil and completing impossible tasks, Hercules had redeemed himself from an act so unspeakable he was afraid it would haunt him forever. Zeus, the king of the gods, and Hercules' father declared that upon Hercules' death, he would be reborn as an immortal and welcomed among the gods at Mount Olympus. Hera had realized that she had underestimated Hercules, and she admitted that it was not his fault for being born out of Zeus's affair. Hera welcomed Hercules to Olympus upon his death by offering him her daughter for marriage. Hercules was able to start a new life, cleansed of all of his wrongdoing. He had also left behind a better world that had been rid of man-eating beasts by his hands. His victory was more than just him atoning for his sins or finding a way for him to not feel guilty. Because finding out that you are responsible for the death of your own family and becoming atoned from that is not as simple as slaying a wild beast. By overcoming the chaos and monstrous forces within the world, Hercules had cleansed his inner world. He had rid the earth of primordial chaos that the titans left behind. By his actions and desire to atone for his own madness, he had tamed the madness of the world. As a result of his labors, Hercules had reshaped the earth into a place where humans could finally prosper and thrive, and the age of gods and beasts ceased to be, and the age of man would now begin. So what is there really to be said about Hercules? He was a guy that was born with godlike strength. Not all of us are blessed with such endowments. But he was left to figure out the world from his absent and adulterous father, and killed his own family, and then went around doing a bunch of cool stuff. Is that really what a hero is? By his attempt to atone for the consequences of his own madness, he had managed to tame the madness of the world around him, and bring peace and order. That is what a hero does. That is the path of the warrior. This is a profound message with a major part of the warrior's path. The world is made better when you make yourself better. When you slay your own demons you help rid the world of one more piece of negativity. By being the best you, and learning to not only save yourself, but forgive yourself, you have just improved the whole world by ridding yourself of shame and anything else that would hold you back. Our actions and words have an impact on those around us, and the only thing we can hope to control is ourselves. As mortal warriors, we can't save anyone else until we have saved ourselves and nobody can save you but yourself. What are your demons that hold you back? What are the poor habits that invite chaos into the world around you? Hercules was the epitome of a hero for the Greeks, and you are the ultimate hero of your own story. You've completed your heroic works for the day, and tomorrow will be yet again another great adventure. But what does it feel like to know that you are atoned? That you have the power to slay monsters. With your might, you strangle your enemies until they yield and submit like Cerberus. You have won and now your problems know their master. You have caught the impossible to catch doe that has escaped you at every corner. And you have reached your goals with work and life that you weren't sure that you were ever going to be able to attain. And your team is grateful and thanks you because you have shown so much patience and strategy. You have forgiveness from those that matter most in your life and most important yourself. And now life can begin again new for you every day. The world has been made better because you have made yourself better. And that is the path of the hero and the ultimate warrior. And that is what you have now.